0: Hey, guys, welcome back to another episode of Magic Mike. Now, today in the hot seat from London, we have Jason Knight, the host of One Night in Product.
1: Welcome to my show, Jason. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm OK. It's still pretty early here. So I'm I'm just mm-hmm. uh, having my first coffee and, and hoping that the day is going to go OK. Awesome. Awesome. So, Jason, tell us more about your show. <sighs> So yeah, One Night in Product is a uh, podcast that I set up mm-hmm. August last year. I was kind of at a loose end because of the lockdown and thinking obviously that it might be might be good to have something to do that wasn't just working all the time. You know, I kind of got into a, a bit of a cycle of working in the day, putting mm-hmm. the, having dinner and putting kids, the kids to bed and then working in the evening as well. So. It was kind of a, an an ongoing cycle of just not doing anything that wasn't work. And obviously, what I then th- what I then thought ugh, what I then thought was, why don't I set up a podcast? Because that sounds really fun and interesting. And why don't mm-hmm. I set one up that's basically me talking about work? <laughs> and that <laughs> yeah, was yeah. a fantastically stupid idea in many ways, but at the same time, it's been really fun because it's opened up a lot of doors for me mm-hmm. it's helped me talk to professionals and and thought leaders in my industry which i think is really fun and, and interesting mm-hmm. to do uh, but it's also given me a chance to speak to people that aren't in that uh, that stage yes. of their career yet so like people that are maybe coming up from the ground floor these are mm-hmm. people that maybe aren't 100 percent sure about what product management is yet or mm-hmm. or where they should go or what they should do so my hope is that these people can obviously tell their stories and we can share their experiences and, and their and their personalities with the world, but also give mm-hmm. encouragement from some of these thought leaders and authors that I also am privileged to speak to that they can then help to inspire uh, the next generation of product managers, basically.
0: Gotcha. And with your current show, you know, A very key product, a very key um, product, I would say, for a podcast show is the microphones and the setups and etc. Yeah, what would be your setup in this case?
1: So it's interesting. I've gone, I've gone through a few, and that's interesting because it's only been a few months. So you'd think that Mm -hmm. I'd probably just stick to one, but I've been kind of experimenting a little bit. So when I first Mm -hmm. started out, I obviously didn't want to spend too much money on it. Mm-hmm. I went to Amazon. I found some relatively cheap condenser microphone. I think mm-hmm. it's called some brand called Yanmai or something like that. I don't know if right. that's ac- actually a brand or not. But <laughs> uh, that was that was my first purchase. It's you know, pretty mm-hmm. small. I've I've still got it. It's got a condenser. Uh, it's got a, a pop shield on it and stuff like that. So right. it was it was fine. And I probably use that for ten episodes or something. It was a USB mic. The quality was mm-hmm. kind of fine. Although what I also found up front was because I wasn't so experienced in microphone handling at the time, I'd I'd be experimenting quite a lot with positioning. So I'd, I ended up doing a couple of episodes literally under my desk with like a, a towel wrapped right. over the side to, right. to try right. and right. prevent echoes because that was a thing. I'm six foot two, so it's not easy for me to get under my desk in the first place. And it's definitely Mm-mm. quite painful getting out. So I stopped doing that after a while. <laughs> okay but but the turning point for me actually came when i did an interview of a guest probably about 10 episodes in and we did that interview on zoom now that was the first and only time that i'll ever do a podcast on zoom because the mm-hmm. the quality was awful but one mm-hmm. thing that i did notice was that his mic was amazing like it was a right. really good mic it just had really good eq the quality mm-hmm. was great there was like so little background noise and everything like that so i got envy I really wanted to have that mic and that mm-hmm. feeling was only exacerbated by the fact that the the quality of the recording was so poor as well because zoom compresses everything yeah, yeah, too yeah, yeah. much. So I just immediately bought a Yeti, a blue Yeti.
0: Right.
1: And that was good. You know, that, that was an immediate mm-hmm. upgrade and, and I listened to myself on that the first time and I was like, yeah, no, I sound like a I sound like a drive time cool. DJ now. That's amazing. <laughs> and, uh, I've used that ever since, but I haven't actually used that ever since because my first one broke, which was a very annoying oh, situation because no. they're not oh, cheap yeah. microphones. Uh, but what I, what happened was one evening I was setting up for a, a late night, a, a late night sh- show uh, because some of my product management people are out in like Silicon Valley and stuff like that. So you sometimes have to do the late night stint and, and that's absolutely fine. But I was plugging in and getting set up for the the late night show and the USB cable just fell straight out of the mic. And I'm like, well, that doesn't normally happen, right? And uh, no, no, on, no. on closer inspection, I found that basically the 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 male part of the port had kind of come off in the cable. And I'm like, oh, well, man. what the hell? Now, I actually did a bit of looking up and found that this was not an uncommon problem with, with mm. Blue Yetis, so I was pretty disappointed. And I had this bizarre idea that maybe I could solder that in or fix it myself somehow. But my long experience of trying to fix my own tech has left me to understand that all that does is take some time and then I have to buy a new one anyway because mm-hmm, it doesn't mm-hmm. work so then I just bought another blue Yeti, which is the one I'm using today and I also mm-hmm. invested in an arm just because that was uh, I I was kind of again I'm kind mm-hmm. of tall I was mm-hmm. hunching over a lot especially in the evenings in in a different room I was just yeah the arm yeah, has actually yeah, yeah. been really helpful as well really really good mm-hmm. to just really fine tune where I'm Mm. where and how I stand. So yeah, that's really the, uh, aside from the headphones, that's really my only equipment.
0: So it's like makes it easier to actually podcast in that sense. Um, Yeah.
1: So where do you
0: host your current podcast um, show?
1: So I'm using Podbean. Uh, There was no particular uh, reason to use Podbean. It was something mm. that I'd listened to. Mm. I think it was mentioned on some other show, some podcaster show that I listened to. They were talking Mm -hmm. about Podbean. I went to Podbean, it seemed to do all of the things that I would mm-hmm. need to do. I put some files on and allow you to apply metadata to them. So it didn't seem like it was really solving mm-hmm. a very tricky problem. But it was all there. Mm. It was all easy enough. So so yeah, I've, I've been using Podbean from the start. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It, it does the job. I did have this very brief feeling at the beginning that I could just do it all myself. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. a technical guy. I could probably mm-hmm. just go and just dump all these files on a server somewhere. But, but actually, handcrafting XML files and the like is just not it's not tough, really for yeah. me. So, yeah. Podbean has done a, a decent job, and, and they're pretty cheap as well. So, mm-hmm. no no complaints there. And so, Jason, you know, as a podcaster, we face a lot of
0: challenges. I mean, as you mentioned, you faced a lot of technical challenges. That's one issue. Now. As a podcaster, what is the one biggest problem you have faced so far apart from the technical aspects?
1: I think if I had to choose, I mean there's there's two problems really. I'm I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm going to mention both and then maybe I'll try and vote in real time, but sure. one of the problems that I've had is it's actually really interesting because I was expecting mm-hmm. there to be no interest at all in just I'm just some guy. You know, I've never worked mm-hmm. for Microsoft or I've never worked for Google or Facebook or anything. I'm I'm not some big shot. Mm -hmm. I I do okay for myself, but I'm definitely not some big shot thought leader. And I was just expecting that no one would be in in any way interested in coming onto my show, because why would they? Mm -hmm. And as it turns out, people love talking about themselves, and there's actually been a fairly sustained level of interest. And one of the problems that I had was fitting them all in, like I'm also kind of keen to you know, I'm keen to speak to people. I'm I'm keen to have these conversations, and I'm also keen to share them because I don't want, for example, to sit there and do a do an interview, and then nine, ten weeks later, three months later, or something like that, put it out. I've I've kind of feel this moral obligation to to put that episode out in a decent mm-hmm. time window, and I also felt really keen to accept all of these fantastic people that were coming on the show. But, what that eventually meant was I was at one point doing three episodes a week releasing mm-hmm. three episodes a week, which actually is quite a lot because you have to edit these things, you have to make sure you have to market these things it's it's that was a lot of work, and I'm not sure that my wife was that happy with me at that point, uh, but <laughs> yeah. you know I've kind of calmed that down a little bit more. I'm trying to be a bit smarter around Mm-mm. the scheduling and smarter around kind of spacing out a bit more so Mm-mm. so that's been one thing, and thankfully, the other thing is aside from actually getting the interest in which has been sustained and and fairly, fairly good, Mm -hmm. actually, keeping the rhythm or keeping the momentum going with the actual audience. So to Mm -hmm. actually just grow the podcast to, to make sure that people are listening to it to promote it to to market it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm having a fine time having these conversations. And obviously, in many ways, I don't need to grow it. I'm I'm not expecting to monetize this. I'm not expecting to leave my day job to do this. But at the same time, if you're putting all that effort in, it is nice to think that people are Somebody's listening to listening. it and yeah. uh, it's it's useful to some people. So otherwise I could just record myself and listen to it on my own laptop, right? It's it's Mm-mm-mm. it's nice to have an audience. So that is a thing. And I think that it is true that podcasting yeah, you know, it's obviously become very popular. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of dilution in the marketplace at the moment because everyone's stuck at home. So that's a mm-hmm. double-edged sword, right? On the one hand, it means that I can pretty much get anyone to speak on the show because they've got, they're not doing anything. <laughs> they're stuck mm-hmm. in their houses <laughs> or whatever. So it's actually quite easy to get guests. On yeah. the other hand, it's really easy for everyone else to get guests as well. So what ends up mm-hmm. happening is that there's like 9,000 podcasts a day talking about the same kind of stuff. And that makes it hard to differentiate yourself and pop yourself up and pop your head mm-hmm. through the noise i think if i was going to vote on one of those two things now i'd probably vote for the latter because i've kind of fixed the former i'm not Mm -hmm. i'm not doing five recordings a week and releasing three a week or anything anymore Mm -hmm. my my backlog is looking okay but the constant promotion promotion and and trying to grow and and make sure Mm -hmm. that it's reaching as many parts of the internet and as parts of the world Mm -hmm. as possible is it, it takes up the most of my time the actual interviewing and editing is it's work, but it's a, fairly self-imposed. Mm-hmm. So,
0: how do you edit? How do you edit your
1: podcast now? Do you have a team, or do you um, outsource it? What What do you? Um... So, I am remarkably anal when it comes to editing my podcast, and I do it all myself. Mm-hmm. I right, have right. thought of doing it via a team. You know, you can get people mm-hmm. on Fiverr to do this stuff or you know, mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. other sort of Upwork type sites. But I'm a bit of a geek and a bit of a nerd, and, and I kind of like to just do it all myself. And so I just use Audacity. Just mm-hmm. Audacity. I, I, I record it using Zencaster, which is Great. obviously you know, similar to Squadcast, which you're using. Yep. Um, yep. The good thing with that and the thing that I really loved, from it, uh, loved with it from the start was the, the multi-track. you know, get yeah. the two tracks back because that, for me, was just – I mean, obviously, you can always assume that that might – be possible, but I didn't know you could do that from the start. So Mm -hmm. actually getting those two tracks and being out of silence, like dogs barking in the background and stuff when they're not talking and stuff is absolutely fantastic. So yeah, I just load it up into Audacity Mm -hmm. and it probably takes me three to four hours, depending on the quality of the Mm -hmm. episode, as in like the noise or the redos and any edits that Mm -hmm. need to be done. And I just literally just go through it, put some basic EQ and filtering on it uh, go through and chop out any uh, inconvenient bits. So I'm really, really <laughs> anal when it comes to things like uh, sharp breaths and stuff like that. I always right, take those right. out. And ums and ours, if they're separated enough, I, I try to take those out. And right, right. there have been, there's been, <laughs> there's been one situation, and I won't say which episode because I want to maintain the mystery. But there's been <laughs> one situation where I think the Yeti USB cable probably came out by about a millimeter. Right. and everything defaulted back to the internal mic and it was a right, really good episode okay. it was a good guest i was so desperate to make that a good episode it was clearly going to be one of my better performing episodes numbers wise because of the quality of the guest so i basically went and re-recorded all of my bits uh, trying to right, sound okay. as natural as possible and that was really tough because you know, i'm not an actor <laughs> i'm not naturally the kind of guy that just can emote at mm-hmm. people so that was definitely an interesting experience as well but yeah so there's a lot of just manual chopping stuff up and moving stuff around and cleaning stuff up in audacity i then mm-hmm. use another service called orphonic which i don't know right, if you have spin those but it's kind of almost like the last quality gate that i just put stuff through it's pretty cheap it exactly doesn't really do anything that i probably couldn't do myself it's mainly like compression and normalization and stuff but mm-hmm. it always just seems to give it that last little push and mean push. I don't have to worry about it. I use Auphonic and orphonic does an
0: amazing job in just mm. leveling out this audio. It yeah. somehow levels balances the audio and it you know puts it out in the podcast master mixing standards. Yeah no so I have found the that, quality that really good. Very clean job in that sense. In in terms of promotion, Jason, um mm-hmm. you mentioned you know promotion was an issue with you. How are you actually promoting it now?
1: Yeah so I'm using social quite a lot. Obviously, mm-hmm. LinkedIn is a good one because it's a fairly businessy mm-hmm. podcast. I am still banging my head a little bit against Twitter, trying to work out how to cut through on that because I think that mm-hmm. the problem with Twitter is that at my age, it's a little bit too fast. But also, I think just for anyone, you see so many people on Twitter, you look at the engagement on posts that get retweeted and stuff, and the numbers are actually pretty low. And I think that Twitter's just operating at such a velocity that it's actually really hard to cut through. Uh, mm-hmm. But LinkedIn is doing okay. I've got, what, these days sort of like 600 people following the mm-hmm. page on LinkedIn, which is, you know, not mm-hmm. terrible. Um, I've got a mailing list, which I try and get people to sign up to. That's not got that many people like, to be honest. I've mm-hmm. experimented with things like Twitter ads and Google ads and LinkedIn ads. I mean, LinkedIn ads are just the most expensive ads and they, <laughs> yeah. they don't really seem to do too much. And yeah, Twitter, yeah. to be honest, even Twitter, I mean, you get the numbers on Twitter, but mm. you don't necessarily seem seem to see that transfer into plays or anything like that it's Mm -hmm. just like yeah it's almost the way i see it with the ads is it's almost like you're just pushing a button on a random number generator and just watching the numbers (laughs) flow you have no idea what's going you're sitting there with like twitter in one window (laughs) and google analytics in the other window like looking at people that are coming to the site and the numbers don't
0: ever seem to match properly
1: yeah, yeah and i know why that is and and i understand like people can drop off and stuff but it Yeah, it doesn't Mm -hmm. seem to be that great. But yeah, so mainly word of mouth, social, Mm -hmm. trying to post and cross post in communities and stuff when there's an episode Mm -hmm. of interest, and also really trying to encourage people when you do get a big star in product terms, at least when you do get a big star on to try and use that as a way to entice people in to listen to other episodes. Mm -hmm. So in the kind of the spiel at the beginning, I'll always try and put something in like, you know. Hey, come and listen to our, our other episodes. You know, you've come for this mm. person, but maybe you could come for the rest as well because they've all got great mm. stories to tell as well. So, mm. but yeah, primarily word of mouth and sort of as, just as social as I can get, uh, and as much gotcha. attention as I can get from the social networks. Now,
0: Jason, let me ask this question. I just thought of this. Like, if there's this one app, because to me, twenty twenty one is the year where apps are going to make podcasting much more easier. And mm-hmm. there are apps coming out. I mean, Zencaster has incorporated audio and video, a video into their audio platform. Squadcast, Riverside.fm, you know, there's Clubhouse, there's Descript, etc., cetera, et cetera. Many apps coming out. What would be that one dream app that, you know, this app would solve all your problems as a podcaster,
1: you know? It would solve <laughs> everything. What is that one dream app that you have? I mean, that's a really good question. I'm just trying to think what problems I have at the moment that could be solved by an app and maybe just that one problem you know that's
0: this magic tool that solves that one problem what what is it
1: I think one one thing I mean you mentioned Clubhouse and I've not been on Clubhouse yet because I'm not mm-hmm. lucky enough to have an iPhone but I think that's one example of a an app that probably isn't really solving a problem like it's mm-hmm. just just kind of there and I don't necessarily think it's going to have a long-term success because, yeah, everyone's Mm -hmm. sitting there saying, oh, Clubhouse, it's going to be the end of podcasting because why would people want Mm -hmm. the podcast anymore? Well, actually, the things that I would want to add into Clubhouse are things that would make it much more like a podcast platform, like the ability to Mm -hmm. pause and restart and save and bookmark and whatever, and they have really terrible accessibility features and so forth. So, yeah, Clubhouse is an example of a (laughs) – I think the way that I saw it put – somewhere actually not about clubhouse but about uh, another kind of new thing was everyone's really tired and bored of lockdown and -hmm. they're just basically grasping onto anything now because they're they're just sick and tired of the norm so clubhouse Mm -hmm. is cool and new because they didn't have that before they didn't realize that they couldn't turn off their cameras on the on on their Mm -hmm. zoom calls or whatever but yeah when we're all back in the office and and not able to just Go and listen to Mark Zuckerberg talk on Clubhouse at exactly the time that he wants to talk on it, that becomes a problem. So, I think for me, an example of something that would maybe solve a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day that the amount of time I spend chopping bits of audio out of my recordings, which, you know, ums and ahs or hisses or clicks or Mm -hmm. (gasps) breaths and stuff like that, you know, all that sort of stuff. And, An app that would, I guess, use some kind of algorithms to do that in a way that was actually good. You know, I've tried algorithmic stuff and it always ends Mm -hmm. up sounding kind of trash. So I end up doing it manually again. But also there there seems to be something that could be done in that area where you could say, right, I don't want to hear breathing in my podcast anymore. So I'm going to push the breathing button and it's going to take all the breathing away. I don't want to that kind of lip smack that people do at the beginning of sentences and say, so, I don't want that sound. It's an easy sound. It's just a line on the screen. So yeah. can we make that go away? Like just something like that would, would save that. That would knock my editing down from like three to four hours to like 30 minutes or something like that. So Mm-mm-mm-mm. that would be useful, but I can't think of anything user facing. Like I don't think Mm-mm. there's anything that I feel that I'm missing because podcasting is such a, a universal thing, you know, there are so many apps already that have great experiences for finding and navigating and listening to podcasts. I love things like Pocket Casts and the kind of 10 second mm. advance button. So you can just get past the ads and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think for me, I'd very much concentrate on the on the, the processing of the audio Editing. and just trying to make that quicker. Nice. It's like it's like a magic editor, I would say. Yeah. And again, I've, I've seen certain articles online and, and mm. certain plugins and and things like that 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 claim to do some of these things but as soon as i've tried any of them you always and you know this you, the the sound quality always goes in a different direction Mm-mm. but yeah Mm-mm. it takes away the click but actually it takes away loads of sound in the rest of the audio as yeah. well so so you end up just going back and and doing it all yourself so yeah definitely <laughs> one, one for the one for the wish list
0: yeah yeah Jason, this has been an amazing twenty minutes that I had. You know, it's it's quite insightful, and you know, it's quite interesting (laughs) from which angle you're coming from. I always ask the question. I always ask this last question to every guest: What you had for breakfast this morning, Jason?
1: (laughs) Well, I actually weighed myself for the first time the other day. Uh, Obviously, I've been in lockdown for a while, and I've probably put on a little bit too much weight. So I'm actually on a bit of a bit of a kind of mediocre breakfast at the moment. All I literally Mm -hmm. had was a bowl of bran flakes with some milk. So absolutely nothing exciting. I wish I could tell you that I'd cooked something extravagant or anything like that. But yeah, it's all about just trying to Try trying to constrain myself and not get any bigger at the moment.
0: It's healthy breakfast. Exactly. It's a good healthy
1: breakfast. <laughs> All right, but I'm al- but I'm already hungry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jason, thank you so much for coming on Magic Mag. I hope the listeners had a good listen, and I hope you had a great time on the show.
1: No, it's been fantastic. Thanks for having me on, and uh, yeah, hope you have a good day. You too.